Run along now, back to town. Hide under your covers, safe from harm. My power only grows in your absence. My full strength will soon erupt from this damnable swamp like a typhoon, suffusing this island and all of Avistan. None shall escape the gnawing hunger of empty death. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and I have the best uh, group of guys playing in an Abomination Vaults podcast with me. <gasps> and also Raymond. It's another Canadian episode. <laughs> we got the Canadians back. I was going to say, you replaced us? I want to believe you. I do. But every time you say, hey everybody, welcome to Roll for Intent. Uh, like there's a big <laughs> sigh. Like, I'm so upset that you're here. <laughs> no, Raymond. I'm upset that you're here. Okay, okay that's fair. That's fair enough. <laughs> now it's a whole thing with a bank account and a Patreon, and just goddamn. And now we're committed. This has to go on my taxes now. Mm-hmm. It, does. it does. This hobby now goes on the taxes. Not until we get some income. No, we have income. Oh, no, it still has to. It still goes on your taxes. But we'll talk about that sometime <laughs> when it comes around to it. Oh, good. That's cool. I'm spending all of it anyway on hookers and blow. Man, good everybody, for you. wait a second while Sarah leaps into frame and choke slams Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing she's not the Zoom call right now. Well, maybe it's hookers and blow for Sarah. You don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is Mother's Day this week. The kids for a night, and it's just you need a fucking. If you use luminol in that house the night afterwards, it looks like a fucking Pollock painting for real. It's just <laughs> Everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Gross. Is it? it? Reminds me of that Pat Oswald where he's like, it's like not masturbating for 10 years and painting the garage. <laughs> no, who's that Indian comedian? I can't say that, but I just did. Um, well, if he's from India. Russell Wilson or Russell. Uh, no, not Russell Wilson. Uh, the little one. He was in well, Parks and Rec. Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. Yeah, him. He's like, how do you sign languages jizz? And he's like, jizz everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's jizz. Where is it? Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yikes well this went off the rails i'm so happy that this got to jizz and i i did not have to say a word like it just naturally got there i'm just wondering does somebody with one arm and they speak sign language is that an accent or a speech impediment oh my god yes i feel like it would be a speech impediment (laughs) i i actually have someone i can ask about that Not right now. It'll be on Sunday, probably. Oh, no. Church is closed. Church is closed. It's on Sunday? God's not home. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have, we have a sewer main break, so they're, they have to fix that for a couple Are you weeks. the McDonald's and Perry? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a sewer, not a, not, not a septic tank. <laughs> or, sorry, not a, not a cesspool. <laughs> Although, it, where it is, could very well we be We don't one. want Jesus to turn this water into wine. <laughs> Jesus has paused this week. It's still chunky. Oh God! <laughs> it, it is technically fermenting. It turns it into wine and yeah. communion wafer floaties. Uh, it's it's four hundred thousand gallons of jinkum. <laughs> what were we gonna get, uh, talk about initially? Now we're on, it's way better. Jizz, and now we're so much better. Uh, I remember. All I remember is Raymond's ghost cat. Yeah, we were gonna talk about animals and pets. Yeah, I oh. have pets. 
I think we all do except for Micah because everything he touches dies. Micah well, is his own pet. Well, it's hard for birds to take care of other things. Have you ever tried to take care of a bird? He hasn't been the same since he got rid of Blondie. Oh my God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Micah's species mates for life and he hasn't found that one yet. Yeah, right. He hasn't found one that he can bring a rock to. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So I if, if, if anyone's listening, I am the only member of the cast who's not married, engaged, or in a serious relationship. <laughs> he, he's in numerous casual relationships, but no serious yeah, ones. Yeah, that's how much Micah fucks. He doesn't have time for just one woman. Yeah. People start talking about rings, and he's like, um, speaking of rings, I'm going to just ring one of my other side chicks, and you are now my bottom bitch. I'll, I'll put you at the bottom of the register. <laughs> We'll, we'll figure something out. I think that's the second time I've heard bottom bitch mentioned on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> An actual play, too. Wait, what? Guess, no. <laughs> actually, I guess bottom bitch isn't technically the right nomenclature because that's what you use for your most reliable hoe, right? According to South Park. I mean, Micah shows up. <laughs> I feel like this banter is very NSFW this time. This one's going to need a content warning. It's always been so safe for work. This is always <laughs> something you could just put on your speakers when you go to like Planet Fitness or something. Let everybody hear what you're listening to. Be that yeah. asshole. This is all we listen to for Bible study. You know what? Yeah. Wolf Run 10 is for the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, tell, tell us how you feel about them. <laughs> what, <children? laughs> hate them <laughs> to be fair i also am terrified of children one time when i was uh, uh in college and i was taking a music class it was like the uh, like midway through the semester uh you do like a practice performance for like faculty or family members that i didn't want to show up to the uh <clears throat> the auditorium and like local news was there or whatever doing some piece because i guess they have nothing else better to talk about because this town's boring and uh, I was just like in the back behind like there's like backstage and then like doors that go behind that into like another auxiliary hallway where most of the musicians were sitting in between sets. And I was just like sitting on the ground um, cross legged talking with a bunch of friends because I was tired. And then a random three year old, I'm guessing it's how old it was. I don't I don't fucking know how old kids are by looking at them. Smelly you can fucks. saw them in half and count the rings. I was well, just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. That biblical approach. And uh it just like walked around the corner, not supervised, by the way, just a random child walks around the corner back where we all are. And then it crawls into my lap and looks up at me and goes, daddy. And I went, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who is this? I don't. And then I guess it was like some other classmates, like a little brother. And then they just came and scooped him up. And I was just like, that's that was one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. I hate touching and holding children. I feel like I'm going to break them. They're just tiny and, and loud. Oh, you will. Just not in ways you expect. Is this how we're segueing into pets? Is this like your first pet, Jake? <laughs> Children is a good segue um, into no, pets. No, pets are so much better because, like, <laughs> I can say things to a pet, like, at, like, like my significant other and I always like because the way we talk to our dogs, we're like, we could never have Cuban children because this is this is irreparable damage. Because, like, if the dog walks in, I'm like, oh, what's up, you smelly fat fuck, and I love on them and just like give them pets and everything. And it's like you can't do that to a human child because then you raise a serial killer. I don't know. I mean, we've all seen the meme probably where it's like, oh, yeah, so you uh, call my dog a fur baby and that's fine. But I call your child a skin dog and I'm the worst pediatrician ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like one of those people where it's like, my dog is my baby. I just like my animals, but uh, they're far better than kids. I'll say that cheaper. Oh, I don't know, man. The cooler to hang out with. I don't know. I can take my kids places, right? 
I can't really easily take my dog on an airplane and go to Disney World with him or something. You know, if I really tried, I bet you I could find a way. If you slap a vest on it, you can. That's one of the things, like, when our when our dogs are, are gone, we're probably not going to get more dogs. And our dogs are getting up in age. We've got a, a 11, 12-year-old Corgi and a 11, 10-year-old Dachshund mix mm-hmm. that I found in a parking lot one day. So I really don't know how old he is. He could be 900 years old, and I'd never know. Because he acts the exact same way he did when he was a puppy. Bounces around, super hyper dog. Wait, Trevor, what do you mean? He died 30 years ago. But my Corgi's an asshole, and I think it's just because he's really smart. And uh, mm. he, he thinks we should know sure better than to be the horrible failing people that we actually are. No, but my Corgi's a jerk. Yeah. Well, he's old. He was a jerk before he got old. He, um, he like prison broke tried to prison break out of his kennel when we were crate training him and he took this nyla bone that he had chewed into a shit and etched a hole in the wall next to his kennel with it <laughs> and he got nice. it with a naked lady post shawshanking out of the yeah right shawshanking out of the apartment yeah emphasis on the shank i have a uh, female corgi that i found on the side of the road many many years ago and she is adorable and acts like she's a puppy and bounces around and is the sweetest thing and she you fill up her food bowl and all the cats come the wild cats and they eat out of her food bowl at night there's a possum that comes eats out of it and she just sits there and looks at them like oh they're eating all my food and she's as fat as a tick oh man but she just sits there and is like, oh, they're eating all my food. But she doesn't do anything. She I just, love the possum. She's the sweetest Take thing. a photo of the possum for me. I love possums. Oh, I could send you. I can put some pictures up on the chat for you for the possum. Yes. My dog, if anybody gets near his food, it's like he's going to rip their arm off. It's it's all. He's very food aggressive. He's everything aggressive. We tried to give the dogs rawhide bones. Like one year for Christmas, I gave him a rawhide bone that was the size of him. And uh, we had to take it away within like a week because anytime we tried to move it to go anywhere, he would viciously attack us. It was awful. What the fuck? Right, man? <laughs> He's a dick. He's a dick. So I have two dogs. One of them is a family dog. He's a golden retriever and he's the love of my life. He's so smart. He's the best dog that's ever graced this earth. Um, but he doesn't live here. You know, he's old. He's with my parents. And then Cammy. He yeah, had a farm yeah. upstate. Yeah, he lives in my parents' house. Does he, he live in a home? House. What do you mean? He so does? it's my sister's birthday party, and we hear this like loud screech in the front yard. And Cammy runs out because she's so nosy. She runs out, and we see this like little ball, like like in the street. And she's like, "What is that?" It almost got hit, and it's this little Chihuahua, and that is my dog now. And Cammy was like. I, like, I, I want this dog. And so the, the chihuahua ran into the bushes and Cammy was like, I'm going to go fucking pick it up. And I was like, this is not our dog. Like We have to try to return it to its home. Like, this is, we can't just take it. She's like, we don't know where its home is. I was like, I think I know where this dog is from. So let's take it there because I think I've seen this dog before. So we like drove it down, like down the street, around these corners, like a good while away. And like three minutes later, this dog just comes strolling back up into my garage. So we're like, I guess it's ours now. And I was excited because I was like, wow, it's it's such a smart dog. Like it knew its way back. But ever since that day, dumbest dog I've ever had. (laughs) Dogs are evil. Like she's not evil. She doesn't bite. She doesn't growl or anything. She's so fucking dumb. And she, I mean, she grew up with a golden retriever, but we found out from the vet when we found her that she was only two months old because she was a stray dog. 
Like, like for example, like two nights ago, like I'm building my shower and I just like laid concrete in the shower and I woke up and she had shit all over the shower. <laughs> and I was like, what are you? And I looked at her and she looked at me and she's like, what? This is concrete. <laughs> Outside it's concrete. I can shit here. And I'm like, you're so stupid. Be smarter. Like, be smarter like when I found you. She's just the worst, but I love her. She's so cute. I'll post a picture in the Discord so everyone so can see it. We should have a pets, a pets channel where we can do our pets, pet tax. Raymond, you glossed over this too quickly. You said that the, you recognize the stray dog from somewhere else. <laughs> okay, like, how okay, does that so work? I will say, <laughs> like, there's like a neighborhood hussy, like this dog. It's like a it's like a prostitute dog. <laughs> like every dog just fucks this dog. There's gotta be like a dog pimp somewhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Like who do they pay no. though? No, everyone let him go. Let There's him gotta go. be He's a dog a pimp somewhere that's just making bank off this one dog. And this dog is like a Chihuahua Terrier mix. And like I'm no joke for like the last ten years. It's just this street dog and like everyone feeds it and it just like walks the neighborhood. And there's this house at the end of the neighborhood that has, how, how do I put this delicately? Like, it has many families in all different corners of this house. So there's a lot of different animals in this house. No, I'm describing this bad. It's just this one family that slangs brooms of the house to other family members. There's just a lot of people that live at this one house. So there's a lot of chihuahuas and a lot of terriers that live there. And uh, so I've seen a lot of dogs at that one spot. And when we found the dog... The hussy dog was walking around and we were like, this must be your baby. But like we said, it was two months old. So that's where we dropped it off at like the, the, the house. But yeah, now she's a, she's a dumb little idiot. <laughs> Better than any cat I've ever met. I will say that because I fucking hate cats. Damn. Damn. you too. Yeah, fuck yourself, <laughs> Raymond. I love cats. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm, really? I'm a, I'm a cat I'm, guy. Really? I'm, I'm not a... I don't really like dogs. I am a cat guy. And I understand this is going to get me hate in the Discord. I'm going to be the bad guy this week. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of dogs. I just it's really like cats. weird they're, that the AV encrypted is the person that's really into cat. Yeah. Well, when you're large enough that they're the prey, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Mike sure. eats cats. We should know mention that. They know their place. <laughs> when, when, it's not when he needs like a little protein supplement, got to let him out of the cage. We just let him go. Swoops in a cat. He like opens his mouth real wide and a proboscis uncoils. Just... Right in. Remember Imperfect Cell from Dragon Ball Z? Oh, you know man. How Imperfect Cell was the best character design on that entire show. That should have been Perfect Cell. We're getting off track I here. I agree. I freaking love it. <laughs> Can I yeah. talk about the one weird pet I had? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What What was your weird pet? Uh, so I've had all sorts of things. Um, uh, our, my, my buddy Casual Chaos in the chat or in our Discord knows that I had aquariums and did some breeding cherry shrimp stuff like that but um you made little shrimp human hybrid <laughs> yeah they in oh, yeah. orphanage somewhere <laughs> yeah there's it's it's <laughs> you can't talk about a, micah like right here i have a very frankenstein like approach to my my uh animal husbandry <laughs> <laughs> no uh so i've had a lot of weird pets throughout the time like the, the, i think the first pet i ever had was um a wolf hybrid when i was four Really great dog. Did not know cats existed until I was like 15. That was a hell of a dog. But um, no, at one point, a nurse that I worked with on nights uh, was telling me a story about how her stupid dog had brought in a baby squirrel that had apparently fallen like 50 feet out of a tree. And she, it was, this was like dead winter too. And um, so the little guy didn't really have a chance, but she said, well, I just put him in the trash and hopefully, you know, he either dies tonight or I'm like, well, if he, when you get home, check to see if he's still alive. Cause I I'll, I'll take him. And, uh, sure enough, about a half hour after work, she calls me and she has a squirrel for me. So I went over and picked up Charlie and, uh, Charlie had a broken leg. 
Oh, and there's a lot of things that you don't know about squirrels and what their parents do that a lot of people should not be comfortable with, with their pets. Um, I did not know that you had to stimulate them to pee. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I had that squirrel on a, a, uh, a, a, just an amazing schedule. Like every two hours I was up feeding it cream and honey and like all these high calorie, Hey, we don't look at me like that. I called the DNR and that's what they suggested. Even though they're also like, by the way, keeping that's illegal. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, yeah, so I, I had an extra ferret cage, you know, just to add to the list of weird animals I had. So I had four ferrets at the time too. So I put this squirrel in the cage, uh, kept him and he made it His his leg was always a little messed up, but he grew fur and uh, as soon as he opened his eyes, he imprinted on the first thing that he saw and it just so happened to not be me. So that squirrel hated me for the rest of its days, <laughs> even though I busted ass to make sure that it survived. And, uh, Charlie made it through the winter and I think he lived to be uh, pretty good ripe old age. I think they lived to be like 16 or so, but, uh, um, did I meet that squirrel? You may have, if you came over to my apartment at that time when I was living in uh, East Lansing. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that little squirrel. Yep. Worked really hard on that little guy and boy did Charlie hate me. <laughs> I just remember I just remember sitting down one day and I heard a ruckus. Squirrel has good taste. <laughs> no, I heard a ruckus in the uh in in the uh kitchen. Um I was sitting down playing Call of Duty World at War because this was that long ago. Wow. And yeah. And I heard the I heard something in the the kitchen crash. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. That stuff falls all the time. And then I kept playing, and about five minutes later, didn't hear a thing, but I looked on the sofa next to me, and there was Charlie sitting there eating half of a slice of bread. <laughs> he had apparently chewed all the corners off of his cage and collapsed the whole thing, got out, and then busted into a bag of bread, picked the most succulent piece, and then decided to come over and uh patronize me he's just watching yeah, what and, you did. yeah and the weird, weird thing is, is he hated me but for some odd reason if, as long as he had bread he was it was okay to be within like two feet why <laughs> did you keep a squirrel that hated i mean i imagine once it's like nursed back to health just be free little squirrel there were other people involved <laughs> but uh-huh. uh but uh no i ended up having to uh get rid of him after that because i had no place to keep him and so i put him in the pine tree out front gave him a bunch of monkey chow and when i moved out of that apartment a uh, year later i was there repainting the walls because i had painted them with uh, uh stupid colors and and textures uh, i went over to a friend's place and his patio just so happened to overlook that that tree and shit you not a uh, squirrel runs across the yard and stops just like Charlie, shakes his bad leg, looks at me, and then scurries up the tree. He made it, and I'm sure he had like 60 families. So I contributed to a problem. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, squirrels, squirrels are a major problem in the north, right? They're, yeah. Just, well, they're destructive. They're yeah. all over, yeah. and Especially in like the East Lansing area. Like Those yeah. fuckers are huge. Hey, for the rent I was paying, I'm I'm glad I left him there. Okay, the funny thing is that there's squirrels all over this neighborhood at my mom and dad's place, and there's a bunch of tall trees like on the corner of the street. I shit you not, sometimes like just sitting out on the porch trying to enjoy the weather. I'll watch squirrels because I'm just bored, and I'll look up and see them scurrying across branches. And every now and again, they just miss and fall <laughs> to the street like 30 feet, and you can hear the noise they make when they hit the ground. Like, yep. thump, but you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they just get back up and run up there again. They're fine. They're sturdy. <laughs> yeah, like well, the the terminal velocity on a small animal like that isn't high enough to 
to break them apart, right? So like a mouse, you throw a mouse off uh, the Empire State Building and he'll just walk away afterwards. Because How have you Trevor tested this? Trevor knows that from experience. <laughs> what if you slingshot it off? Will it land on its feet? <laughs> Micah, back me up. There's math here. There's no, math there is that actually, support this. It comes down to uh, air resistance. And uh, the, the equation is like, uh, the coefficient of drag times velocity squared. Okay. <laughs> I saw a mouse get blown off my patio. They are not resistant yeah. to air. <laughs> I think it's the air resisted them, Christian. Is, oh, is that how that works? We don't, we don't yeah. have a lot of squirrels around me. Like, we have a few, but we have like a lot of feral cats in the area. So the squirrels get munched. So uh, we got a lot of bats, though. So I can sit out on the back porch and look up and see like scores of bats every night from spring till. Uh, early winter it's great love bats bats are cool it a skunk problem when i moved in there was like a like a bush behind my house and it was like full of skunks and then they dissipated that um but when i did move in here we did have a ghost cat mm-hmm. yeah 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 I was w- exactly waiting for you to tell us about this yeah i was waiting for this to come full circle so yeah so here's what happened as we got this house and we literally blew everything out like we had no floors no wall like we basically just had windows um and i laid all the floors in here in like july like late june early july so nobody was living here between like may and july so cammy wasn't around and i was like oh i'm gonna polish the floors the new floors i'm gonna make them look really nice because we have these black floors she's not around um so i I was gonna polish them so we just finished the floors and I like bought the floor polish and I just went to town and like nobody had been in the house. So I was like, come over and check out the floors. And like the way that the house is laid out, it's like you open the front door and it's like long living room. And then it's like room, room, room. So like Marley's room is straight ahead. So she comes and she sees it. And then I go straight to the master and she goes into Marley's room. And then all of a sudden I hear, babe. And I was like, what? And she's like, what is this? And I was like, what is what? It's like go into Marley's room and, and granted there's nothing. There's not just a floor. There's nothing in her room. I mean, there was concrete dust, but that was like not inside. That was outside. So I walk in and there's these little paw prints all throughout her room. And so I like Googled and I was like, what animal is this? And I landed on, uh, they were cat paw prints, but there were no windows open. There was no doors open, but I was the only one there. There was just these paw prints all over her room. And so we looked throughout the house. We asked the neighbors and nobody owns a cat. Nobody within like a five house radius in all directions <laughs> owns a cat. There's also no stray cats that walk the neighborhood. But there were definitive. I have pictures. There's definitive paw prints in my house. And so we've deciphered that it's a ghost cat. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how I got in. I mean, it's, it didn't get out. I was the only one there and there was nothing open. So it's just paw prints. So there's no answers. I have no answers except that <laughs> we are haunted call, by a ghost calling cat. Petco or, sorry, I have to do this. <laughs> have you considered calling Petco get it, and uh, arranging for one of their specialists to come out and uh, do a seance and, and try to convince it to meow into the light? <laughs> they usually do have a priest on staff at Petco or like Price Pets or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know what else is haunted? Apparently, the cliffs outside of the giant's wheel. That was what we ended with last week. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, 
you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked you all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. Back in the sleepy, tired fishing village of Otari, where the women are strong, the men are good-looking, and the children are above average. <laughs> Last week, you guys made it back to town licking your wounds after a pretty disastrous Drake fight. You guys got your asses whipped. Made your way back to town, did a little bit of shopping. Billiam overheard some chatter at the farrier's near the Menhemes Manor. He recognized Clort's wife, saying that she could still hear Clort in the house. She was convinced he was still there, even though she knows he's gone. I believe he did so quite inconspicuously, too, right? Hey, no one recognized me, so... Yes. With no shirt, trying to feed horses. <laughs> I've, it was... I've never seen Billiam without his armor on either, so I guess I wouldn't know any other hobgoblin from that one. <sighs> That's going to be more Patreon content when you do. Jesus. <laughs> Stable boy, Billiam. Yes. We need to hit the uh, we need to hit the three hundred dollar mark for that one, boys. <laughs> it just says like as you wish, yeah. as you wish. <laughs> we met somebody that was wandering through the fogfin looking for the gauntlet. Asmordrin, a flesh warp alchemist, uh, he was looking for the gauntlet to try to find out chemical reagents. Was dissuaded against it. Headed to Otari and is looking to set up shop for a while. You may be able to find him and his little leshy familiar, Muckwort, in the shops eventually. Maybe even tomorrow. Solus uh, went to Vorlevent, yep. and uh, uh, Yosef tagged along. He unfortunately didn't get any of the information that he was looking for, really. So, we are in a brand new day. People have rested, got their hit points back that they get from a rest. Your wounded conditions are gone because you all did treat wounds on one another. It's a new day. New you. What do you do? Actually, to not bury the lead, Kashak also went down to talk to Krentek about finding some uh, kobolds to help out around town uh, with fortification and, and protection and heard that there was an issue at a very far north tunnel in the Immenwood where there were several kobold that had not reported in for several days. So what do you do? Hmm. Well, I guess when our characters get together next, if we hear about this, I mean, you know, metagaming between everybody else, I, uh, very, very interested in this little side quest about heading up to the Immenwood, especially mm -hmm. after finding the bloated corpse that came from the river that was into the Immenwood. So those are two things that I don't think are not, linked in any way shape or form and also wasn't that where the uh alleged werewolf attack happened was in that direction yeah right. also to the north a lot of weird things happening to the north of town mm -hmm. so here's the only thing i'm concerned about is that the godlight is getting 
way fucking crazier literally every day like more and more insane things are happening it started with ghost laser then there were mummies and then bladed winged birds showed up the other day during a, a, a funeral service candlelight vigil whatever the fuck that was like it's getting intense quick we saw a a, a marsh giant the other day you know so that's the only thing i'm concerned about is like the godlight seems to be like really fucking serious and like kind of over our heads and above our pay grade but also like this seems important and really interesting so what do you guys think i feel like mo- the more and more we traverse through the gauntlet, the more and more we get hurt <laughs> you know i think yep. in a sense we level up a little before we go back <laughs> Maybe are you saying we should take a wood? vacation oh beach party episode <laughs> it could just we'll have like a montage like in top gun mm-hmm. when kenny Loggins in the background we'll play volleyball I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you have to actually win the fights. Well, that's what I'm up. saying. Let's go somewhere else <laughs> yeah. besides the gauntlets where maybe we could win. Yeah. We get a couple victories under our belt to yeah, tackle some of these uh, side quests that have accumulated. Yeah. To remind you, there is another section of the second basement of the gauntlet that you have not gone to. We'll probably mm-hmm. get hurt there. Yeah. Yeah. Burn that bridge when we get to it. That's crazy. Uh, this is some sort of yeah. tactical RPG, as if there's supposed to be battles that are supposed to. There's probably have challenges. Two, two River Drakes there. We don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Right. Uh, Solus is just going to wake up and uh, head on over to the Rowdy Rockfish to meet um, Yosef, where I hope he's cooking us breakfast. Oh, doesn't. Um, oh, God, I'm such an asshole. I'm already forgetting Christian's NPC. But doesn't he also now live at the Rockfish? As Mordrin. As Mordrin. He was going to come look for lodgings. Yeah. Yeah. For some odd reason, he didn't want to spend the night with Tovin. Yeah, right? <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> you mean just sleeping in, like, whatever this is, like, late fall, early winter outside? I mean, I kind of nest. <laughs> <laughs> in a matter of speaking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as Mordrin and uh, your, uh, your, your plant creature, that, was, that thing is terrifying, by the way. I love the art for it. <laughs> well, thank you. But, uh... Yeah, you are welcome to come downstairs and join everybody for breakfast. Yosef usually cooks for everybody before they decide what to do for the day. It's our little tradition. Actually, today, Brelda is down there cooking. <gasps> oh, well, this is strange. She's had so a good you vacation. You paid for her to have a very nice vacation. I she paid for got her to just make sure she got rent. She got very, very early and uh, is is trying to get breakfast ready for you guys because it's Oath Day and she's got things to do. Oh, right. It's officially Oath Day. It's officially been one week yeah. since the beginning of the AP. And we are the best of friends. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can say what you want, but in all seriousness, when you're in a life and death situation with somebody else and you come out of it, that's a, a very efficient way of bonding. <laughs> so I think literally most of you have saved my life at least one time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say we're getting close quick. I love all of you. So she's quickly making, um, essentially a gigantic fry up. Oh, oh shit. She's got the second tenant now as Mordrin, who, uh, is really going to help with the bills. So she's making, you know, like a dozen eggs and a couple pounds of bacon and sausage. And she's got, she's, uh, frying some bread up. That'll cover billium. And, uh, she's just very, very happy, right? She looks like she's had a weight lifted off of her. Oh, <clears throat> good good morning. Oh, yes, yes, Joseph. How, how are you doing this morning? I, again, I can't thank you enough for the 
for the help you gave me. I, I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet this month. And between this and the new tenant, odd as he may be, he seems to have a good heart. Oh, he has. He's very good people. Um, at least from what I can tell, I would hope I'm a good judge of character at this point in my life. But And he's in the corner. He's just like sitting there with Muckwort, uh, who's like moving between his shoulder back and forth, back and forth, like a, a caged animal waiting for food mm. to show up. He's still very, very hungry. Good morning, Esmordrin. Good morning, Yosef. I think this is the voice that I used for him last week. <laughs> I believe so. You are you are a, 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 a quite eccentric and, and strange, so that voice fits you. Anyway, uh, not to be crass, because I'm not trying to be rude, but what do you eat? Do you eat regular people food? I eat whatever's available to me, friend. Uh, I'm not particularly picky. Uh, I have been known to eat uh, things that other people would turn their noses up to, but you do what you must in order to survive on the road, you see? Okay. I'm not going to eat you if that's what you're asking. I, I was no like, I was thinking to myself, like, please don't be a cannibal. Please don't be a cannibal. Please don't be a cannibal. Why? You're not a flesh warp. Is there a comma there? But normal people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm considered Berman, and there are the uh, worst points of my life in which I've had to eat things I. I'm not particularly proud of, so... Let me rephrase. I refuse to eat things that are sapient. Okay. Okay. Th thank you for clearing that up. How do you feel about dolphin? <laughs> well, you know, dolphin and tuna is the thing that really makes it moist. So I can't get behind this whole dolphin-safe tuna. Ever, ever since they made the tuna dolphin-safe, it just goes down a little bit more dry. I, I don't know... I, Sometimes I just wish for the good old days, you know, when the dolphins were not safe from the tuna. You know, I live in the fishing v village now, and I don't know what the hell you're talking <laughs> Christian about. Christian looks like he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> my, my millennial is showing because this reference is so far beyond me right now. <laughs> I'm thinking like back in the days when dogs would take a dump and it would turn white like ash. Right, right, because there was bone <laughs> meal in the food yep. and they stopped doing that <laughs> because of prion diseases. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Do you think I learned today? You're welcome. Um, anyway, uh, brother, do you need a hand? You're cooking an awful lot there. No, no, dear. I've got this. I've got this. I'm, I'm nearly done. I, I haven't had this much energy in a long time. A very, very, very long time. <laughs> okay. You can hear the, the pots clanging and the things sizzling. Just be out in the spot. Give me a minute. So uh, Kashak's going to walk in about then. Because he started making his way to the surface and being like, oh, let's, uh, now that I've talked to Krentek, let's see what's going on up here. So he's going to, like, open the door because this has become basically our customary meeting spot, right? Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Ah, good morning. Good morning, Kashak. Brother is cooking up a storm for all of us when everybody arrives, so I hope you're hungry. Here, adds Mordrin, perk up in the corner. I haven't smelled anything that was so delightful in years, I feel like. I haven't had a good, warm meal that wasn't cooked by my own hands. Very, very, very excited for this. Seems delightful. I'll gather up a plate for Kashak and Esmordrin and bring it up over to the table and look at both of them and say, I've always been told that food tastes better when you don't cook it. It's true. In even better when you steal it. <laughs> that is also true. Food's always best raw. 
Bill walks in with Solace and goes, Did I hear you say you like food better when you don't cook it? That's disgusting. I believe you mentioned <laughs> food's better when you steal it, and I, I take issue with that as well. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't imagine stealing food. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I would never do such a thing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Yosef, are you not cooking for us today? Th- this food's cooked, right, Yosef? Yes, yes. But what does it look like, Billion? Come on. I just I heard you said food's better when you don't cook it. I just yeah, want to show sure. you that cooks it. In, in context, it's when, when you don't have to put in the work for the meal, it's better. Oh, uh, well, I just caught the tail end of what you were saying, so I just want to make sure. No, it's it's it, it's okay. Come and get the plate. Okay. Bill sits down. No, actually, uh, Breldo woke up much, much earlier than me today and decided to cook us all this meal. So if you want to thank anybody, please thank her. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you, Breldo. It is most appreciated. Well, I diggity damn. I don't know what some of this is, but it smells incredible. Thank you so much, Breldo. Scrambled eggs... It's- when you mix them together in a specific way, it, never mind. I'm talking about these like really skinny, uh, the the things with the white and the red, but they're charred, and it's like uh, it smells like a combination of smoke and like uh, that's bacon, dearie. Try some. Ooh, that's from pigs, right? <laughs> in this case, yes. So he's gonna like take a bite and like try his very best to like take measured bites, but it's really apparent that he's super enjoying it. Well, then I'll sit down with my plate with everybody else and wait a minute. Where's Tovin? Yes, I'm sure Tovin will be along any moment now. He falls through a skylight. He usually gets here before the rest of you do. I'm sure Tovin will be along any moment now. All right, well, Bill, Bill will sit down, start eating, um, and be polite as possible while shoveling food into his mouth. He's like, guys, I know we have a lot of stuff going on at the gauntlet, but I overheard a conversation last night and it seemed important. And it was with Clort's wife, and the only, the only name I can remember is Clunt, and I don't think that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> you remember correctly. Oh, God, that's not her name, but I don't remember her name. Was, was it that her brother's impromptu name was Clunt? <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> he was a great clunkle. <laughs> clunkle, underrated. She sounded upset. And uh, maybe that she was being haunted by Clort. Well, not haunted, because I don't think he was doing anything bad to her. But, uh, yeah, she I don't know if she mentioned anything about up north. No, just that she felt he was there all the time. And she mentioned he was leaving, like he would he would go and get out of bed and like he would every day. Hmm. Well, guys, I got some news for you about shit going on in the Eminwood. Where's Tovin? Hmm. You're right. Tovin is usually here before the rest of you. Brother, did he did he show up at all before I came downstairs? Did he tell us where he was sleeping? It's difficult because he never sleeps in the same place. Uh, I believe I saw him last night after I, you know, we all split up heading to the northeast of town. We could go check there. He's probably sleeping somewhere. It's not a large town. I'm sure we'll be able to find him. What's he do? Make a bed of leaves? How are you supposed to sleep outside after sunup? Uh, he's, uh, I, I don't know. It's something about following the caravan. He can't sleep in the same place, like, twice in a he's row. He's weird. Bet he's got, like, a sombrero or something that he just puts over his face. <laughs> you know, I've been meaning to ask him if he can come back to a place that he stayed at previously. I don't know the semantics. Yeah, like, spot number one, and then he sleeps at two, and then he can return to one? Can you, 
Can you, can you just like rotate between yeah, the yeah. It feels like a queen size bed. Can you like sleep on the left side and then. No, no, no. Let's I'm, go ask him. <laughs> and then we, I'm, sure we, is, I'm sure this is answered in his doctrinal texts. They'd be very interesting to read. Yes, let's go find out. And we. Uh, thank you, brother, for this for this breakfast. As Mordred, I have, I'm afraid you're going to have to leave now. I close up the shop for a little while. Um, every oath day, I go to. I go down and light some candles. It's just something I do. Belda, darling. Yes, yes, Kashak. I'm so sorry to disturb you. Uh, can I take some of the stuff to go for Tovin because he's infirmed and weak? <laughs> Absolutely. I made enough for everyone. There, there's plenty left over. Thank you. And this is delicious. What do I owe you? Just your bright, smiling face every morning. Come home safe tonight. Bill Flashes has 11 teeth. Mm. Full yeah, food. Normally when I smile, people find it unnerving because my teeth are sharp. Is Brelda becoming the team mom? <laughs> <laughs> Here's your orange slices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we take off. We'll bring some food for Tobin and we will set out looking for him. As you guys walk out, you know, just as you get almost out of eyeshot of the place you can hear, or out of earshot for the place you can hear the door closing behind you and Brelda leaving and having, heading south to the uh, Dawnflower Library. She's a faceless stalker. Uh, I suppose she's going to go light candles for Lazda. It is off there. Hmm. What, who, who is Lazda? What is the meaning of this? Shortly before I showed up in Otari, just about two years ago, Lazda was Brelda's son. He owned the Radio Rockfish, I believe. It was his business. And apparently, one day, he was being led out of town early in the morning by somebody in a little uh, black cloak. And that was the last anybody has seen him. We've never found a body, and he's never returned. Brother is convinced that he's still alive. The mother's intuition and all of that. So, I do my best when, when we're in the gauntlet or traveling anywhere else to see if I can find anything to give her some kind of comfort. Anyway, let's go find Tovin. All these people with their dead folk stuff. <laughs> Just gotta burn them. It's better closure for everybody. <laughs> Just gotta burn them. <laughs> so you guys are heading northeast? Mm-hmm. Out of town, like up the road, up the Osprey River, up the road that way? Yeah, towards where Tovin is. Yep. Maybe yep. following the log flume as it goes uh, parallel to the Osprey River. Northeast into the Emmonwood. So, where are you going, guys? Let's do it. Well, on your way there, you would come across Tovin, who seems to have had a bit, a bit of a bad night. He looks really disheveled. He's gnawing on a, a piece of hard tack, trying to get it to break off and get a little nourishment. But he's, he, in his other hand, he's uh, passing prayer beads through his fingers as he says prayers. And he's just walking in, in circles and, and trying to look at the, the, the sky, even though it is morning. And and just trying to calculate where something is, and if you're close enough, you hear him mention, uh, "Is this it's the third of cholesterol? It's the lantern. It's still the lantern. The lantern bearer. It's where this has to be. This has to be how I've how I've lost my edge. We, at no point should we have been up against the ropes like that. And not a, a one single faux dragon. It's got to be here somewhere. So Kashak's can look at everybody like over each shoulder and be like." fucks up with him. Is he okay? Is he... Did something happen with him yesterday that we don't know about? I mean, he's really strange already, and this is even beyond normal weird Tovin. Just approach him carefully. Let's be 
careful about this. I produce the whip. Well, I've got bacon. <laughs> Solus pulls out a sword. <laughs> yeah. I got bacon and I don't need a sword. Let's see what happens. So Cash X Tovin. And he stops and his, he just starts rocking back on his heels and has his eyes closed. And you can see him uh, reciting prayers under his breath and, and going through the, the, the count on the, the beads. And, and he finally gets to the end where it's the, the symbol of the cosmic caravan. And he opens his eyes. Yosef, Yosef. Y- yes. My friends, good. <laughs> it's good to see you. Uh, we, we, need, we need to talk. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> sure. Fr- are you okay? No, and that's why we need to talk. It's very evident, yes. We, we brought you breakfast. You didn't come to the rockfish. I've been trying to figure some things out. Uh, but we've we've had such difficulty lately, and, and I'm really sad that uh, I, I've been letting you guys down. You know, I, I, I don't seem to be tip-top shape. Uh, I, I swear it's something with the signs. I, I don't think you're letting us down, Tovin. You just had a bad day the other day. It's fine. A bad day in what we do is death. But we didn't. Well, let, let, let's let's take this from the beginning. Tovin, what what exactly has you bothered at this moment? Since uh, since I've come here and the gauntlet's been drowning out the, the stars, I feel like I'm really losing connection. I, I, I think wonky is the technical term for it. I just, I don't feel right. Uh, I, I, it's the time of the lantern bearer right now, and I can't see it anywhere. And we need to get away from town, just just for a little bit of respite. And besides that, this 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 thing up in the Immen Wood, this uh, this corpse has been really bothering me. This corpse that we found in the river. We keep leaving this town, knowing that there's a faceless stalker out there. I feel like we might have to tug on that thread before it becomes a bigger problem. Would we all be copacetic and heading northeast just for a little while, at least to, to give me some time with the stars? I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm losing my mind. We can. Tovin, I want you to relax. I want you to focus right now, okay? It, why, why don't you take a look at one of my wounds? It hasn't healed properly uh, over the past night. Give you something to work on. Maybe you could try to heal me. I could even use a little bit of healing so you could do double time. Do you want to see if, uh, if, if it's so bad that the dice botch it too? That'd that be would funny. be really fucking funny. Yeah. That'd be good storytelling. I mean, that'd be, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, he's, he puts his prayer beads away and reaches into his healer's kit to pull out his uh, various accoutrements. And uh, he's, he's going to put one of you on each side of him and close his eyes and feel the wounds. <laughs> Just approximate the edges. And uh, uh, how, how far down are you guys? Should I do some risky surgery? I'm 13 down. I'm uh, 12 out of 41. Oh, God. Oh, oh. So I'm at 12 HP. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's not Did you good. get yours from your overnight rest? I did. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, don't you have like a really low... Con? I do have a really low constitution. God! Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now, now, Christian, you're here. Can I do... I, I haven't even bothered to look this up. Can I do risky surgery while I'm doing uh, ward medic and medicine check? Uh, yeah, because you're just using risky surgery effects, treat wounds, and you're using treat wounds on two different people. So, okay. Um, so I'm going to do risky surgery on both of you. <laughs> going to take a little bit of skin off of Tovin or, yep. or, uh, or Billion, put it on I'm, Solus. Yep. I'm going to really approximate those, those wounds. Uh, <laughs> Billion and Solus are going to double team Tovin. <laughs> Gross. Um, it's a real London bridge situation going on here, boys. You guys both take six points of damage. I'm so sorry. Oof. And I'm going to shoot for 
uh, 20. That high DC? Yeah, higher. Um, but this gives me a plus two. I got a 19. <laughs> nice. For a 32, which makes it a crit. Hell Even if yeah. I succeed, I get a crit just because of Hell yeah. um, risky surgery. Damn. Yeah. Let's see that fat healing number. So that's... So, okay. So it's 48 plus 15. Three plus seven. That's 10. 17. Uh, 19 plus 15 for 34. Damn. 34. Damn. Well, I'm back to full health. I'm just one HP below full. Would you like me to do some more, some more risky I'm surgery? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Tovin, you've already done enough. This is just a scratch left. Thank okay. you. Well, it's a, it's a small victory, but it's a victory for the day. Uh, baby steps. We're moving forward. Even when you're not on your game, you're still fucking crushing it, Tovin. You should see me with a hand crossbow. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> you never probably will. <laughs> I want that. If you're not going to use it, I have a high dex. I'll take it. I mean, you can have it. I'm, there's probably no chance. I, but if I ever get to the point where I need to use it, I'll be dead already. <laughs> oh, wait. Don't I need a small one? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, because it's not magical. So we'd have to have it resized. Damn. Or it could just be a regular crossbow for you. <laughs> does it work like that, Christian? I don't think it does. <laughs> does he have to have it on both hands? <laughs> Is it a two-handed weapon at that point for me? <laughs> Spend an action to reload. That'd actually be kind of funny. I would I would walk around with a, a hand crossbow that's just a crossbow for me. <laughs> That'd be cute as shit. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you can take that. And I also have 40... Oh, no, 20 bolts. I have 20 bolts. So not to derail the show, that's a totally legitimate question, though, Christian. Can I use a regular crossbow like that? <clears throat> so uh, there's no difference, actually, when you do size. They've kind of already commented on this, that, you know, if you're playing a pixie and you use a crossbow, it is a tiny crossbow and it still does the damage of a normal crossbow. So you technically you could just simply say you're using a hand crossbow which would be a medium-sized crossbow for you so you're equivalent using a medium or a normal crossbow yeah but at that point doesn't it impose a clumsy penalty on him since i'm a small sized character what penalty trevor uh my uh clumsy one uh that's actually only if you're using a large weapon not a weapon larger okay. than you ah, really? <laughs> serious so i can just use it, I could just use it as a regular crossbow. You're not clumsy using a two-handed sword. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, so I personally actually do have a tiny bit of an issue when you say like, oh, I'm a pixie with a two-handed sword. It does a D12 and it's the size of a dagger. And then a barbar a human barbarian's like, oh, I use this dagger and it does a D4. Like, it's kind <laughs> of an amusing situation, but it's just balance issues, so... Hmm. Yeah, you can work around it with storytelling <clears throat> elements, I guess. But oh, yeah. I will legitimately so. take that and just use it as a regular crossbow then. Well, hand crossbow and 20 bolts. All right, cool. Enjoy. This has been uh, Rules Talk with Christian. <laughs> yes, actually, if you look at the bulk rules, they do change based on the size of your character. Like a bulk one is considered light if you're large. So you can carry 10 bulk one things if you're large. And that is just considered one bulk. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. I need to be large. I should have been the biggest Tovin there ever was. Still strength of 10. Automatons get free large at level 13. If you want it. Kunrasus get it too. It's not free. It costs a feat. <laughs> it's a feat. But still. <laughs> Kunrasus, you can change your size though. So, are we heading northeast? Mm -hmm. Direct after this lovely healing jaunt. 
What? Uh, so which which uh, sub side quest are we actually going after? Because I, I mean, Tobin just wants to go northeast. Well, you don't know anything about Kashuk yeah, hasn't really shared. I haven't heard anything. That's why I'm saying I just wanted to head northeast and tug on that so that I can realign myself with the stars. Uh, well, northeast is the Emmet Woods, so we're gonna have to find a body of water to make sure you can see the stars. But uh, I so I know where the entrance to the tunnel is on the surface. And we've actually... Uh, you haven't shared that with anybody yet, have you? Yeah, I so said I got some juicy news for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, when we were in the thing, and I was like, Beethoven's not here. Oh, by the way, I brought you some bacon and potatoes and fucking whatever Belda was making. It was incredible. There you go. You know what I could really go for right now is... Uh, Hopefully whatever's in that bundle. Something with a hollandaise sauce, but something exotic. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well... We're working on it. <laughs> Got in contact with a couple of friends of mine in uh, not Australia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> so about that news. Yeah, so as we're walking, I'm like, so like I said, I got some juicy news, fellas. Uh, so northeast of here, there's a tunnel that leads to the Inman Wood that leads to the Warrens, right? Unfortunately, nobody's heard from anybody here and the tunnel's blocked at the moment, so they can't get to him, I guess. My thought was that we're northeast, if you follow the river, right, from the uh, the map, northeast basically is the way that the water's going to come from. So my thought is that the Faceless Stalker and or uh, the werewolf, which may or may not be there, and or the werewolf hunters, which were probably just killed by the Faceless Stalkers, so the werewolf's not even an issue, if it was an issue in the first place. And that's where everything's happening. And also that's where the tunnel is. So we are missing people for the kobolds. I'm sure they'll be happy if they're alive. If we go check it out. I'm, I'm okay with this. I mean, I just wonder, do you think that this excursion is going to take, you know, like, are, are we going to be there overnight? Should we grab supplies? Should we tell the mayor that we're not going to be here in case something happens? Just trying to think practically. I mean, he has beefed up the militia. I would say that this walk to this tunnel is about a two hour journey. Oh, so yeah. we can just come back by the end of the day. All right. Listen, I, I've got a bedroll too. I, I've become wary of cluing in the mayor to what we're doing. I, I do not believe he's trustworthy or reliable in any sense of the word. I mean, I think he's a good man. I don't know that he's not a faceless stalker, if that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I just mean in terms of competence. Oh, what's that? Uh, because he sent that uh, group of men to their deaths after we told him not to. It's an excellent point. I mean, you don't really have to have it fucking spelled out for you in Play-Doh to know that, you know, oh, people keep getting murdered at this location. Yeah, but Solus, you you should know of all people that uh, sometimes people have errors in judgment. When we tell him directly not to do something and then he does, I just don't trust him. I agree with Solus. What Solus do that was bad judgment? Did he, like, fuck somebody or something? No. No, uh, Tovin's referring to the time he almost killed a blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> Completely justifiable, Tobin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In a church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fucking no, it's not, Tobin. <laughs> I don't feel it was a lapse in Solus's judgment is what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are better times to it shoot somebody than broad daylight in front of a mob. In a church. <laughs> in, a, in a church. I mean, if that's Listen, your kind of I'm thing. I'm not saying I don't also hate Carmen Rajani. Fuck that guy. But I'm just going to say, if you're going to get revenge, like... 
burn this home down or something. Kill yeah, nail the door Don't... shut to the smithy and then burn the fucking place to the ground. <laughs> and then if he starts crawling out, stab him. Don't <laughs> shoot him in the face in front of the entire town. Kesha, in the Kesha Joseph, we are... Keshik Yosef, we are still in town. We probably shouldn't be so loud. <laughs> what? No, we're, we're northeast. We're like, like northeast okay. outside of town. But they're angrily right. making plans of how to murder somebody. <laughs> Grievances regarding Tovin's sleeping locations. Have you considered buying just a fucking cart and a donkey and sleeping in it? <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Sleeping in the donkey? Gross. <laughs> it's a tauntaun. I mean, if you want to crawl inside of a donkey, you can. It's your property. The mayor can't stop you. (laughs) Mayor can't stop you. (laughs) But I'm saying you can just sleep in the cart, and that way you're off the ground, and you can put a nice little, like, uh, feather bedroll in there and, like, some candles or or even, you know, some, some, like, wind chimes. So that way it, like, tingles at night, and, you know, that way you've got a lit place to stay if you want to read something, but also you could be... You know, in like an open plain somewhere, like relatively nearby the town, hopefully, so you don't get ambushed or whatever. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really not sure as to whether or not that would be anathema in my faith. I mean, it depends on if it's about where your body rests or you being somewhere else. But I'm technically in the cart every night. I mean, you're in the cart every night, but the cart moves. So I would think... Uh, the intricacies yep. of this are are not worth the time. To- <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, it I probably don't has to, to do with the revolution of the stars and where your body is in relation to them. Listen, my 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 uh, my disconnect is uh, from my my faith is already a problem. I do not want to tempt the fates on that one. Oh, where are we going, by the way? <laughs> yeah, Kashak, you're supposed to know where this tunnel is, right? Oh, it's yeah, it's like right over here. It's like two hours. Oh, t- two hours. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then we walk there. I mean, it's two hours cobalt time, so, I mean, one of us could probably run real fast or something, but... I'm pretty sure there is actually, like, a... a um, there is. There yes. are mechanics for how far you can cover a distance based on a certain amount of time. It's an exploration. If you want to hustle or... I don't want to get too far in the weeds on that because we're not doing a long distance. It's, you know... It's a two-hour hike. <laughs> you don't want to okay. get in the weeds? Should we go back to talking about Tovin's faith? <laughs> <laughs> So you guys start heading north up the Roseguard Road, north parallel to the Otari Flume. Uh, you make a left at the first fork and then make a right at the second fork and continue up the road into the Wood. You get two, three miles down that road. You can no longer see the fork behind you that you came in. And Kashak leads you off onto another small trail, uh, just large enough, really, for a kobold, right? It's not like a well-worn trail. And you begin to walk farther into the woods. It's not a swamp here. There are animals and insects and stuff, so you hear the cacophony of them, but the ground is solid. It's a strong oak forest, deciduous trees, not swampy, not marshy, just a nice regular forest. And as you make your way, uh, you can see off in the distance, and some of you may be surprised by this, but Kashak doesn't seem concerned at all, but there's a cottage. Small cottage, looks like it's probably one room, uh, made of mud and, and stone, thatch roof, chimney in the top, and you see a swirl of smoke raising from it. There's a small fenced-in area outside. Looks like there's a few ro- rows for crops, um, a chicken coop, and there is a woman outside of it, uh, probably early 50s, slender. Um, Her skin is darkened by the sun, you know, kind of the 
leathery, pockmarked look of somebody that spent their whole life outside in the days before sunscreen. And she's sweeping the front steps of her cottage. And she's um, just humming a little tune. Lilting. Kind of whistling, humming, sweeping away. And she's probably about 50 yards in front of you, her cottage, little in the, in the clearing alongside this path. This is a new NPC also by one of our patrons. Wow. I was, was going to say it was Belcora, and we should probably buy that time and make plans. <laughs> well, turn around. <laughs> right, back, back, back to the gauntlet. Yep. <laughs> Clever girl. Yeah. We probably shouldn't underestimate anybody living in the Eminwood by themselves, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she doesn't really pay any heed to you as you draw closer. And I'm sorry, you said she was human? She's human. Okay. As far as you could tell. Okay. Uh, she's also got long, about waist length hair, little frizzy, um, salt and pepper. I've actually never traveled this far into the Eminwood, really. I don't leave town this often. This isn't familiar to me. We, we could ask her some questions. Um, uh, good, good morning. Good morning. I hope we were not bothering you. Don't let us scare you, Annie. <laughs> Keshek, you, do you know this woman? Uh, and she, she stops. She, she looks up. She stops sweeping it. Let me see if I can figure out an accent for this woman. Oh, Keshek. Purple burglar alarm. The the patron, uh, the patron, Remesis and his wife on the Discord have requested that she be similar to Weezer from Steel Magnolias. So I'm, I'm trying to, trying to figure, man, and I, I watched a bunch of clips today to try to get the voice right, and I don't think I have a good, good, good handle on it, unfortunately. Oh, what what's that? You're not a voice actor? Yeah, really. It's very, it's very, it's very southern, but it's all up in the front of the face. Kashak, I haven't seen y'all in a good long time around here. How you doing? Who are your friends? Uh, still alive as of yet, Addy. Uh, nice to see you again. Well, I don't know how nice it really is. Things are awful strange up here lately, Kashak. Oh, awful shit's strange. fucked up everywhere. <laughs> like the gauntlet's just just an absolute shit show. Um, uh, please allow me to introduce uh, Tovin. He's a caravan follower. He's a cleric. We got Billiam. He's that long drink of water. Absolutely swole. And by swole, I mean sort of gaunt and creepy looking, but enormous nonetheless. And uh, then we got Tovin. He's a... Dead? I <laughs> love it. Uh, <laughs> last name, Love Karuki. He's a... Uh, That's Yosef. You said Tovin. <laughs> Kashuk, you're you can tell them apart, can't you? They all look the same to me. <laughs> Am I? Tovin's I... like three feet taller than me. <laughs> he is? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> Yosef, Yosef, just uh, come stand next to me. Yeah. See if he see anyway, if he can tell the difference. Yosef right. is our, our beloved uh, sort of rodent-looking uh, friend. I, can't, I was trying to remember the name of the the race. Yisoki. Rat folk, whatever. <laughs> Thank you. He's a Yisoki. And uh, here we have Solus, our angelic friend. Pleasure. Please meet y'all's acquaintance. Charm. My name's, uh, my name's Hattie. Lived up in these woods for many a year. Been a long Is time that Hattie since I... Is or Hattie? Hattie with a T. 
two days, son. Try to keep up. <laughs> My bad. Yes, absolutely. Hattie Blackwater. I came here for all the wrong reasons, stayed for all the right ones. Oh, what would those be? Oh, you know, youthful indiscretion makes you want to do things that you didn't really think through. You finally get close to it and you realize it's not really what you wanted. Hmm. What brings you out this far, Kashak? I haven't seen any of your kind in a while. It's doesn't make a that doesn't surprise me too often with all the strange things happening but wondering why today of all days well we lost touch with the northeastern tunnel that's that that would worry me too any idea what might have happened to him? uh none we haven't received any correspondence and i've only heard about it recently i guess this happened a week ago that's unfortunate man about two days ago my mushroom cave was just overrun, overrun by these little gremlin things. Decided they were going to live in it for their home. Oh, no. Gremlins? Oh, no. Little blue guys, Ooh. one of them says he's a boss. He's got a crown. I don't oh, understand it all. It's the Mitflits. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, no. I can't get any of my mushrooms, and it's prime season. They're just trampling all over it, making a whole mess of the damn place. Uh, how how recently did you say that they showed up? Two days ago. Did you say one of them is a boss? He oh, said something good. about being a boss, right? And he yeah, has he's a, got a crown a and pointy everything. Crown, right? Yeah. He's kind of on the fatter side. <laughs> one and the same, I imagine. Do you know this this uh, little creature? That sounds like Boss Grog, guys. It, 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 it does. Is, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> they're, they're called Mitflits. They were driven out of the first level of the gauntlet back in Otari. And you say the gauntlet and she shoots you a cold, piercing stare. Why is anybody going to be anywhere near that gauntlet? You know, you mentioned how things have been very strange for about a week here in the Ebonwood. Things have been phenomenally strange in Otari for the last week as well. Very weird. The gauntlet is active, for lack of a better word, I guess. That's what's going on. As, as you tell her all this, she reaches out her arm, and a crow comes down and lands upon her hand. And she brings it very close to her face, and she whispers something into its ear. And reaches out her hand again, and it flies off in the direction of the gauntlet. Is that the familiar? What the fuck was that, lady? <laughs> Oh, my, my crow, that's, that's just Titan. Oh. He will be my familiar. He, he keeps me in connection with the world around me. You see, I, I don't get her out very much. and He looks after things for me, so I don't have to go there. I, I just, I send him to take a look at the gauntlet, take a look at the town, report back what he sees. I, I'm very troubled. If I have no ill will towards the people of Otari, but they, uh, they never were very welcoming to me, but I, I wish not for anybody to be uh, to be hurt. Anything I can do to help. Well, uh, wait, you said it's a familiar and you have a mushroom cave. Are you a witch? Jesus, Tovin, you can't just ask people that kind of I'm thing. I'm sorry, let me introduce myself uh, again for the fourth time. Uh, <laughs> I'm Tovin, and I'm a cleric. You, on the other hand, are Hattie, and you are a... Oh, I'm a witch, son. Thank you. Again, you try to keep up Kashak. You keep some very dull-witted friends about you. 
Hey, I'll have my intelligence that. is a 14. Yeah, as well. If you were attacking me right now, I would know. I'm so smart. <laughs> and, I, and, I know, and I know that I am the average sum of the people that I surround myself with. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lived in these woods for near upon 40 years. And, and as you, you, know, you start talking to her, you realize that in her youth, she must have been a straight up knockout. Um, she still looks very attractive for her age, even with the, the, the crow's feet and, and the wrinkles from the sun. It's very strange why she would have chosen a life far, far away from civilization. She seems to be intelligent and, and well-spoken. Not typically the uh, old crone that lives in the woods that you would have heard stories of when you were a, a child to scare you into going to bed. Hmm. I have a question for you, Hattie. Whatever can Miss Blackwater do for you, son? Do you remember Jal Mesmond? Jal. Yeah. I knew Jal. Back before all that nonsense when he got turned. He was such a good man. Did you see any werewolf hunters come through this area recently? Somewhere in town recently, apparently. One of them may have been missing a face. I ain't seen nobody. I ain't seen nobody but strange man with four arms in at least four weeks. Wait, what? As Mordrin. He's a man, yeah. Oh, yeah. The right. mouth in his chest, two arms. He, he just passing through. I I gave I gave him some, some vegetables. He seemed hungry. Nice enough fellow. Oh yeah. He lives with me now. <laughs> he he is a nice guy. I think his name was Had a little plant creature. Yeah, he's good people. He's only one person, Joseph. You, you got me. It's like a turn of phrase, though, right? Like good, good people. That's, that, to be fair, though, he's a flesh warp. He he could actually be people. <laughs> I know. I know. I just like I know. I know that like it's pointless correcting Bill. So I'm just always going to go along with whatever he says. Perfect. Really, one could call him a close knit group. <laughs> Cash, it's one person. Bill starts to get mad. <laughs> oh, sorry, Billy. Right, right. Of course. Um, I was. Just asking, there was an altercation. People in town were still convinced some are that Joel is alive. So, Joel? That'll be absolute coup of the century, son. He's been he'd been dead and gone as far as I, I feel like I'd know if he was still around. Joel and I were, were close at one point. And Kashak has been sort of studying her, but trying to look like he's not studying her. And, uh, Hattie. A strange question for you. I passed through here about uh, six months back, I think is the last time you seen me. Is that right? Hmm. Can't quite remember. The days kind of blend in together. I don't remember too much past last couple weeks as far as dates are concerned, but I, I, that seems about right. I, I can't be 100% sure, though. It all runs together. Um, and obviously, yeah. Uh, competent, brilliant woman that you know how to take care of yourself. Which is our very smart. Do you remember what I purchased last time I was here? I know where you're going with this, and this might have to be a roll. <laughs> I mean, it definitely has to be a roll. Look at the smile on that <laughs> face. Oh, no. I thought... <laughs> Would you like to explain to the audience what you're trying to suss out here? So <laughs> what Kashak is trying to do is where there's been a lapse between him and Hattie's contact. Uh, he, he want, I'm trying to basically make sure she's not a faceless stalker. <laughs> so I'm asking her, 
what it was that I purchased last time. Fun, I, I can't seem to recall you purchasing anything from me in the past. <laughs> Is that true, Joe? I want you to drive this story. <laughs> oh no, she's turned the tables on him. Joe's the stalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's me. It was me all along. Kashuk, is this degree of suspicion altogether untoward? What what do you hope to accomplish through this? I'm about to take a fancy son with these sort of sort of piercing questions. No, please, Hattie. Know that I I come from a place of uh, of love. You're correct. I didn't purchase anything last time I was here, but I ask you for the specific location nearby of what? <laughs> we were trying to find the best way to get to the tunnel, last I recall. You hadn't been there in so long, you hadn't come this way. You'd only come out from the, the far side and never went through. You are asking if I knew where it was. Indeed. And I also said that I was looking for a small patch of tea berry that would be safe to harvest around here. Do you remember where you said it was? It's in the thicket, about 150 yards north of here. Thank God. Oh, I've seen his wings. All right, thanks, Hattie. Okay, so, so she's you'll good? never believe. Yeah, she's solid, yeah. Okay. Cash, that gives a little... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're not out of... We have some explaining to do. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sorry, what, Eddie. What, what is this all about, Kashak? Well, Eddie, we found a, a floating body in the river that came from the northeast, in addition to what we're investigating now. Uh, long story short, it had three puncture wounds in its face, and we thought it was... It, it's definitely the product of a faceless stalker attack. <laughs> and we're terrified. Hugothol, this far to the west? Oh, yeah. That's what they're actually called. Here? I guess now. That, that doesn't seem right to me, Kashak. We investigated those wounds thoroughly. It couldn't be anything else. They have a very unique puncture wound. <laughs> you would know. Like a little triceratops. Like that story about Apsu. <laughs> oh, yes. Apsu and the tiny triceratops. Who could? I'd, I'd, I remember you telling me that story last time you came here. It's such a good one. Unfortunately, your GM thinks you're an idiot and doesn't want to let you roll on Amsu lore. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, that's very troubling, Kashak. I'm a, I'm a mite bit worried that uh, things are going to change way too quick out here. Well, do you understand our trepidation now? Absolutely. I, Sorry about that. I haven't seen other than, other than that forearm gentleman I told you about. I ain't seen no, nobody pass through here since you. And, of course, them little gremlins a couple days ago, but are they really people? Are they? I mean, they're a people. Uh, they're absolutely very, very uncouth to be any sort of people I'd like to be around. It's, that's fair enough. They've been through a lot, honestly, Hattie. Uh, let's, if you don't mind, can we speak to them and try to get them to move out of your mushroom cave? Yeah, yeah, by all means, by all means. Uh, in fact, I'll lead you there. See if I... I mean, yeah, you should you should come with us. They're, they're, you can talk to them. Give me a moment. Let me let me go get my cloak. Do your thing. Guys, where are we going to put these freaking mifflets? This is not a good place for them to be. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> well, she's like walking inside. Like, maybe we could convince them to like coexist somehow. Like they could help her farm the mushrooms for food. I don't... Maybe they could figure out some kind of, you know, relationship out here. She seems... 
understandable enough, and Boss Krog is in a tough place. Yeah. This is the least we can do is try to mediate for him. Could we possibly get them a job on the night shift at the uh, the, the sawmill? Uncle Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Perhaps, yes, if the, if the town were amiable to it, to directly integrate them into the town that... Wait, they just need a place to live, right? Like, what if Hattie knows of another tunnel around here? Or a, a tunnel, another cave around here? Well, that's... She can tell them. Like I said, you know, we can at least be here and be the mediator for Boss Krug. He knows us, and... I still feel guilty about what happened. Like, really bad. Yes, I, I do too. Yeah, it's absolutely miserable. Could have picked a better place to settle. At this point, she comes back out wearing a cloak... The cloak is red, blood red. It's old. It's threadbare. I need you all to roll a perception check for me. Tell me what you get. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, 18 for a 24. Okay. Oh, shit. 10 for a 16. 19 for a 28. 12 for a 21. 3 for a 10. <laughs> Blind as a bat. All right. Billiam. Uh, you might not recognize this. Uh, intuitively what it means. But Yosef sees in the fringe small details of yellow four-pointed stars. Would that be the same star that we saw that one night in the dirt? And that figure that was... No, it's like that was her face, or its face. Like, that was the figure. And we found out for certain that that has something to do with Nibelot, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is it that same pattern? It is. Okay, so I look at that. I would look at you and go, oh, oh, you remember that? From that night with Kyle. <laughs> Kyle was there. Yosef tenses up quick as fuck. And I look at Kashak and I look at Solus. And I, is she like still far away or is she already like in within the distance of us? She's walking towards you guys. I'm going to like try to as nonchalantly as possible walk over to Kashak and grab him and do that thing and like turn mm -hmm. him away and be like oh, shit you knew her I've known her my whole life or at least about her remember when I told you Billiam and I saw that thing in the road that had the four pointed star for a face the symbol of Nimbaloth is that the only thing that has a four pointed star as its symbol the yellow one was it wearing a uh, cloak or cape that resembles that one yes well, no, the, the thing that you saw before had a face that was the four-pointed star. But this is just on the yeah. fringes? Yeah, this is just on the fringe, like a detail work on this cloak. So, oh, oh, so is it not what I think it is? It could be what you think it is. You might want to roll a religion to verify. I mean, additionally, like, who's to say she didn't just, you know, uh, let's say uh, merc some guy that was going through a forest and found out that he had a nice red cape with little yellow stars all over it. I'll, I'll, I'll like bring Tobin into this conversation and point over there and I'm going to roll my own religion check. Yeah, I'll roll mine too. That is good people. I got a six, so total of a 14. Uh, I got a 16 for a 25. <laughs> uh, you point this out to Tobin and he, he sees it and he recognizes it immediately after having poured over some texts after the fact. When you first learned about Nimbaloth, this this is definitely the unholy symbol of Nimbaloth on the cloak. Oh, fuck. Uh, I hate to be the one to bring this up with her because I I honestly have very little rapport, even though she seems so welcoming. Uh, but Kashak, maybe you could talk to her about this uh, because 
Yosef is fucking upset. Yeah. Because I, I, well, that's why yes. I'm like, Kashak, would you like to handle this, please, while I hold the rat back? Yeah, just, just, <laughs> yeah, give me a second, guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need some fucking explanations now. Yeah, you'll fucking get him. Chill. Jesus. Bill sees how upset Yosef is, and I don't want to, like, stop her. I don't want to, like, stand between them, but I want to, like, take a step forward. I'm not, like, going to jump her. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. I just want to, <laughs> just to make sure she doesn't, like, walk up and be like, what are you guys talking about? I just want to, like, step I want to take a step towards her and talk to her about, like, bullshit. Just about, like, nothing. While you guys get this all sorted out. <laughs> so I hear you like trees. <laughs> yeah. So has Kashuk told you about his underground house? It sounds crazy. Let me explain. She's just wondering, like, I also like red. And she's, she come, comes up towards her like, all right, gentlemen, we ready to go? T- take a look. Maybe we can solve our, solve our, our little, what'd you say, they were Mifflet problem? Yeah, milfing problem. The milf invasion problem. Wave my hand at the the rest of the party and like like back and forth like whoa 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 and then like hold up a second like one finger and I'm gonna like kind of plod up to Hattie and be like, hey Hattie, um, you're good people. Do you mind if I ask you where you got that cloak? No, what cash rack? Nobody's asked me about this cloak in a long, long time. It's one of the few things I had with me when I first came here. I've had it as long as I can remember. Since I fell in with a strange crowd one night, they put a lot of strange ideas in my head. They, they uh, sent me here for answers. Told me everything I wanted to know about the, 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 the validation I saw. Could be found out here. They... I came with a group of them deeper into the fog van when I was, well, I was probably, I was just barely a woman. I, you know, I was probably closer to a girl than anything. I was 17, 18 years old. We were questing for, I don't know if you ever heard of it, for the empty death, seeking it, drawn to this place. We came upon her agents, the wisps. And the fog fan rose up to meet us. We thought we'd be greeted as friends and allies in the cause to bringing a cloud of nothingness and despair to the Starstone Island. We didn't know it was that nothingness cares for nothing. There were 23 of us that night. Fourteen were dead in an instant, consumed by the wisps in the swamp. Three more tried to fight back. They they lived long enough to have their very souls ripped away from their bodies. Seven pointed patches where they lay after dying. And I ran out of the swamp as fast as I could. I ran until I found this clearing. If you go inside my hut, the stone. Stone probably old as Absalom, maybe even older. And that's where I found my patron. Where I found my power, where I found my purpose. Where the empty death was purged from me and I knew I would have to stop. 
following these childish things to undo the damage I did. I told you I came here for all the wrong reasons. I stayed here for all the right ones. It just happens to be kind of difficult to come by a cloak. So I kept my old one. So uh, do we know who she follows now? No clue. She's a witch. It's going to be her patron, right? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, who's her patron? Because a patron can be a deity. It could be a lot of different things. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Sorry, Trevor, were you going to say something? Because I don't know that we would know that. You would not know that. You would not know that in intuitively. But I mean, if if she's trying to oppose Nimbleoth, then, then she might have a lot more in common with Yosef now. Right. Hattie, can I have just a moment with my colleagues? Absolutely. So I understand that's quite a bit of fairly heavy information to lay upon you. Uh, have you had any dealings with this dark cult? I imagine, based on the trepidation I see in your friend's eyes, they... They recognize this. We certainly have, and um, none of these dealings have ended with like an amicable departure. <laughs> so g- give me just a moment to, to talk to them. And Hattie, did you ever meet Kyle? <laughs> he hates a drywall, yes? <laughs> yes, that's the one. I have some very bad news for you, unless he owed you money. Which then I have even worse news. <laughs> so I'm going to, um, just, just a moment, Doc. I'm going to run over to Yosef uh, and Solus and Tovin and Billiam. And I'm going to be like, all right, guys, gather around. Hero huddle. <laughs> Hero huddle. All right. Sound, sound ball. Yosef, <laughs> um, Solus, Kashak, Billiam. Why did you refer to yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here too. Again, I'm here. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yosef, <laughs> Solus, Tovin, Billiam. Do you believe in redemption? Yes. I uh, yeah, absolutely do. If I did not, I would not be able to go on. But there is a point beyond which redemption is impossible. Well, let me spin you a yarn. And I'm going to relay what Hattie just said to me, right? Uh, She came here as a member of the Empty Death. She wanted to engage with that entity. Most of her party died because they were silly young cultists. Now she has a patron. She has witch powers, which are, you know, I don't know if they've already been evidenced, but like that's what she identifies as, Mm -hmm. right? Or identified herself as. That's her class. Yeah. She's been good people to my people. Okay. She's never given me any reason to wonder about her intentions, and I believe her. Yosef um, looks down at the ground for a moment and thinks to himself and reflects and steps out of the group towards Hattie and uh, bows his head and he says, I apologize for my immediate judgment based on your clothing and nothing else. I am just a, by the day, more devout follower of Phrasma. So her and Nimbaloth are kind of at odds. And in case you didn't know, Belcora was a follower of Nimbaloth, so there is a whole lot of Nimbaloth iconography and themed villainy in the gauntlet so far, so I was trepidatious, and I judged you, and I apologize. Please forgive me. No need to apologize. Somebody that's intimately familiar with what the symbol means would be wise to fear it. I saw a figure 
outside of the gauntlet that looked very similar. In a cloak, I couldn't see it for more than a moment before it turned into mist and floated away. But it had that yellow star for a face. Some say in the places where her power grows, you see a shade. Oh, Lady Rushlight, and she'll leave a portent of her power. As she turns ground to ash, rocks to rubble. Did you see the sun? Well, I am sorry to say, yes, I did. Her power is growing. I saw those the exact same wisp that you talk about. Billiam and I both did. Hundreds of them flashing off and on in the fog fen. I saw, I saw, uh, we, we all saw a woman with a hooded lantern on the river looking over horrible creatures that are gathering around the gauntlet at night. I take it you've seen the marsh giants. I've, I've, I've found them myself. I've seen them myself in the distance. I, I know how to keep myself out of sight, how to protect my home. Unfortunately, yes, we have. And uh, not to speak for everybody, but I would like to do my very best to not come into contact with one of those. So I understand. But anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Let's let's go see if we can come to some kind of agreement with the Mitwits. And as she turns to Tovin. Cleric, why do we not fear the night? Well, which because it not <laughs> the night is not evil in itself. There may be things out there that maybe, but you know what? From uh, the civilized, I see I've seen that uh, evil treads during the day just as commonly. The night is just the end of a cycle, the beginning of rebirth, a new day. Nimbaloth is a pale, pale facsimile of the true harbinger of the last day. The end will come, but there will not be nothing after it. It will be a rebirth. And that is what drives me. I know the end is coming, but I know the end is not the end forever. I'm sorry, but... Is she, is her patron the Cosmic Caravan? No. She's is a Seventh-day Adventist. Oh, <laughs> that, that's another thing in my past. <laughs> I was going to ask, is, like, is that, is it Grotus? Hero uh, point. There you go. Yes! Aww. <laughs> Lore skill paying off, baby. She <laughs> has a knight patron. As soon as she said, like, knight is rebirth, I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally Grotus. I got three again. Hell yeah. See, now I'm not going to trust her because I know she's insane. <laughs> she is batshit crazy. <laughs> that is one of his domains. Is it not Christian insanity? Ins- insanity is one of his. Yeah. I was going to say the person who doesn't know if they can sleep in a cart pulled by a donkey because their God might strip away their powers <laughs> called other people insane. Grotus <laughs> <laughs> does not have an insanity domain in 2E. He doesn't. How do you think I got this way? I had to wander the, the entire world just churning these things around in my little noggin. I have 14 bicycles that I just go through in Absalom. <laughs> but Grotus is a member of the caravan. Mm-hmm. So that's why she asked you, why do we not fear the night? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, is, this is great. All right. Well, now she's cooler. <laughs> and not to be trusted. Once again, <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Remesis and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor Z. I think yeah. it's Ramses. Ramses? Is it Ramses? I'm so Ramses, sorry. Yeah. I can't read uh, cool word, read words on Discord, apparently, and in Patreon. Oh. 
His uh, his domains in 2E are darkness, destruction, nightmare, and void. Oh. Alternative domain, decay. There we go. I trust her even uh, times three now. Right. Super, super trusting. I think darkness is probably the one that she's going for here. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't necessarily make her evil. No, no. And uh, I mean, he's, isn't, he, isn't Grotus true neutral? No, he's chaotic neutral. Oh, he's chaotic neutral. He is truly That's uncaring in every way, shape, and form. She would just be like a crazier version of myself. Yeah, so for the for the listeners who don't know, Grotus actually is um, a very closely related deity to Phirasma as well, because he actually is represented as a creepy moon with a face that hangs over the boneyard. It's Majora's Mask. Yeah, legitimately think it. Mm-hmm. Think of something like that. It's kind of, it's very scary looking. And uh, it hovers over the boneyard. Um, inching ever closer, waiting for the last soul to die so that Grotus can bring upon the destruction of the world and it can be reborn. Actually, I think the known universe, making him like a cosmic level deity in the Pathfinder Pantheon, if I am correct. Christian can correct me on that if I am wrong. Dang. Uh, my Galarian lore is not the best. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of busy with your own thing, aren't you? <laughs> I should have I should have thought about that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and use first names. I'm just going to go with Daniel and uh, I think Taylor, right? Yeah. Daniel and Taylor, thank you so much for your uh, for your submission of this NPC and the side quest of removing the mythlets from the mushroom cave. It's going to be so awkward. We did not have a good time last time we talked. <laughs> <laughs> I know these poor mythlets, they're going to see you guys as like the harbinger of doom everywhere they find a home. Here you come, <laughs> right? Kick them out. Well, well, the thing is, is like, I would also like to turn to her and be like, you seem to have found a way to break free from Nimble Arts Hold in your search for the empty death, correct? I think my terror overrode my fervor. I was just asking, you seem to also have trepidation about the people of Otari, but um, I would like to ask if you could come back to town with us when we're done here today. Why would I want to do that, son? Because we found somebody just like you. A cultist who was searching for the empty death in the swamp. We came to blows with three of them. Two of them fell. One still remains, but is enraptured with the empty death. I know I'm just going out on a limb, but if you could do it, maybe you could help this troubled young man. Forso tried to kill himself right in front of us. I don't know if I'm the right person for that, son. I seem, according to many, I've just replaced one madness for another. Uh, yeah, but it's like a cooler, less evil madness, right? Like, uh... <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. Well, I mean, I don't like talking to empty death cultists, so you. I have peace with who I, who I follow, but there is no hope in what I follow. There is no joy in leaving one end for another. They're simply understanding and respect for the natural order. I'm going to go out on a limb and say her domain is void. That seems like something that would just fit. Nim- like, if you're going to no, go they, from like, witches, witches don't have domains. Soup- witches oh, don't they don't have, have domains? Oh, wait. You mean Nimbaloth or witches? Witches don't have domains. Witches, witches, oh, witches have patrons. Or patrons. Her patron or, is knight. Yeah. Oh, okay. This character is cool. Perhaps if I was to speak with this person. They would delve deeper into the depths of their insanity rather than pull themselves out of it. I do not know that I'm the right person. I, I understand. 
Just well, we can't keep desk. paying to feed this guy forever. I mean, we've got him like on increased rations, and like I'm paying for people to come by and talk to him, and you know, it's like palliative care, but for a suicide, it's insane. <laughs> for you, Kashak, I will attempt, but last time I went to the town, it did not go well for me at all. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh shit. No, because no, now I got to know. <laughs> oh, God. I actually really like this NPC a lot in this side quest. This, is, this feels like it's well done. I like it a lot. Yeah. This is yeah. well thought out. This is fun. I do not know very much about it, even though it is my sister in law. She was like, what is a witch? Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfi. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>